So, it looks like for these last couple of days, we've been riffing off uh, themes about personal responsibility and taking the initiative when it comes to growing our sales and managing our relationships. Now, one reason why I'm going to talk about that again today is because I had uh, another personal encounter and I think I can use that to show that what we're talking about isn't something that is um, unnecessarily academic and highfalutin, but has real life consequences about the prospects that we have for business growth. So this is actually very serious stuff. And it's not just boys and girls um, making up hot air because we've read too many business books. So this is something that is uh, real, has real life um, consequences and applications. Now, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you remember the Wood Lab episode. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, Wood Lab is spelled W-O-O-T-L-A-B. Again, that is W-O-O-T-L-A-B. So once you're done with this episode, you can just um, take a step up to the menu, scroll back a bit, you find WoodLab, and then you listen to that and you'll get some more of the details over there. So WoodLab is a, um, uh, gosh, okay, I was going to call them a tech hub. No, they're more like a software development company. Yeah, so they're a software development company based in Abuja who've been doing some really um, uh, interesting work with uh, state governments and um, uh, private individuals as well. So I made that wood, uh, the last episode, the Wood Lab episode, after I'd had a meeting with uh, one of the managers there, a friend of mine, uh, Choma, to see, just to find out um, what it is that they've been up to, uh, growth opportunities, and uh, ways that we can uh, partner together in the future. Uh, that's with me being a facilitator on some of the projects that they handle because they do a lot of um entrepreneurial development uh, type stuff since they work with uh, software developers because it's not just enough to teach people how to code or to build websites or all that fancy stuff that software developers do but they also have to be uh, able to uh, sell their services or get a job so um, that is kind of like a two-pronged aspect from which they come at it so it's not just about the technical development and technical proficiency but people should be able to find a to make a living once they're done with all that uh fancy training on you know javascript python and uh all those wonderful impressive sounding you know software computer language names that these people come up with anyway so um one thing i'm not sure if i mentioned at the wood lab uh recording was that uh, another reason why I was there is because um, since uh, Chioma is managing the outfit, she reaches out once in a while because uh, they need help with uh, you know certain staffing requirements. And the latest one that they needed was someone to be their social media manager. And so she reached out to me. Uh, I made a few phone calls and I was able to get uh, someone. Um, but I tried calling the person. The person didn't answer. And of course, I did. For those of you who've been listening for a long time, you know of what my um, typical cadence is like. So I call, no response, I send an SMS. So I send an SMS, um, you know, basically just introducing myself, saying what the call was about and for the person to get back to me. And she responded saying that um, she was out of town, she was out of the country, that's why she didn't respond. And um, she said, thank you very much for the business opportunity. And uh, basically, I just uh, hooked them up. So I said, uh, you call Chi on this number. Uh, this is the Instagram handle, or you can send them a DM as well. 
they need a social media manager. Uh, good luck with the rest of the conversation. And then this uh, lady said, thank you very much. And, um, and I'll put the follow-up item in my calendar so I could call a week later to find out how it's going. Because whenever I make a referral or a connection, I'm personally invested in the process because um, whatever it is that happens tells on my own personal and professional credibility. So I like to make sure that everything is cool and uh, everybody is nice and happy so that if there are any problems and there are ways that I can personally step in to redress, um, I can do so. Because I don't want to make what turns out to be a shitty referral and then that now... Um, that now um, impugns negatively on my own uh, character and on my own reputation. So I take these things very seriously. So I put the follow-up item so I could call back, find out how things were doing. So a week later, I call up Chi, and I'm like, hey, Chi, what's up now? How you doing? And she's like, ah, I'm good. I was like, okay, remember that lady, the customer service person? So how far, how, how far was that conversation? How did it go? And she's like, hmm, the lady didn't, the lady didn't call. I'm like, ah, for real? She said, yeah, the person didn't call. So I said, okay, you know what, let me uh, call the lady, limping her a reminder. And she said, no, don't worry, there's no need. Because quite frankly, I've realized in uh, me being in business so far, that when people can't take the initiative on small things like this, if it comes to bigger issues, there's going to be wahala. So if she hasn't reached out by now, uh, quite frankly, she's not the kind of person that I would like to uh, work with in the future. And I told her, well, yeah, what you said makes sense. No problem. I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an ear out. If I, hear, if I see anything, if I hear anything, as per social media managers, um, I'll let you know. And then, of course, I went into the whole thing about, you know, that's why my gospel, the gospel that I preach about personal selling is absolutely important because we have lots of people running business here in Nigeria, wedding industry professionals and people in the other space who just kind of wait for low-hanging fruit. They're waiting for that person that calls to say, um, ring, ring, how much? And then you say 500K. And then they say, okay, give me your account details. And then they transfer the money and that's it. So low-hanging fruit happens. It does happen, but that's just not everyone. I guess for people in this sort of um, situation, I'm making assumptions and I could be wrong, but this is what I found for most people. Um, I guess people are just much more comfortable dealing with the kind of person who calls up to say how much you tell the price, you guys agree, and then you go ahead and um, you go ahead um, you know, with the uh, with the service. But that is not that's not always the majority of business that you're going to do. And building long-term sustainable business, you know, can't just be built up around low-hanging fruit. Because one thing is that if you have that low-hanging fruit mentality you're not even going to go through what it takes to even um, foster relationships and nurture relationships that bring in business repeatedly um, over time. So this is really, really um, important uh, to us um, in the wedding and the event uh, space and, you know, whatever businesses we're involved in because, well, actually the person in the... Um, in the uh, social media management space, person that I'm talking about actually is someone who is uh, kind of directly related to a um, wedding planning outfit. So you can see how business practices that we adopt in our wedding businesses will also spill over to whatever business we end up doing in the future. So if I'm not doing good business as a wedding photographer, using uh, good um, sales um, and personal selling and relationship building tactics as a wedding photographer, I'm also going to take that shitty attitude if I start selling cement or if I uh, continue selling charcoal or if I start selling um, baby diapers. 
it doesn't matter what business it is I get involved in. If I don't get the fundamentals right with this current business where I am, I'm going to take these personal failings uh, along in other areas of um, business. Okay, so I've spent eight minutes bemoaning the problem. So now what is the solution? Now, I think the solution is quite simple. So the good book says, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. And I really think that the reason why a lot of people don't take the initiative is because the phone is scary and they don't have a plan for initiating the conversation, dealing with rejections and those sorts of things. And that is why we spend a shitload of time on this podcast talking about things like conversation frameworks, relationship building, uh, prompts about how to move the conversation forward. Because if you have a roadmap, if you have a plan about what the next step is and how to begin, then it's not as scary picking up the phone to have a conversation with someone else. Now, in this case, where there's a personal um, referral, it might seem daunting to just call up a uh, total stranger like that to start off the conversation. But you can start off with whatever attraction that you already had. Now, in this case, you have someone who has already uh, made an introduction or made the referral. So when you call up, you take it off from that angle. So it's something simple as, you know, ring, ring, the answers, hello, is this Choma? Yes, this is Choma. My name is uh, Patricia. I got your number from uh, Tavishima, and he said to call you because you guys need um, social media uh, management services. And she will say, oh, yes, thank you very much, Patricia, for calling. Um, I've been expecting um, your call. Now, you don't wait for uh, the other person to delve in to, um, you know, there's that awkward silence where you're waiting for the...